Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. And now your host, Tom Brown. Well, welcome to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. And I'm Cynthia Hyatt filling in for Tom Brown today. And today we are talking about relationships. If you know anything about me, you know that's my favorite topic is relationships. So I'm glad you're joining me today. And I think you're going to get a lot out of the show because these are some fundamental truths that we're going to talk about. So I want you to think about the holiday of Christmas and what is Christmas about? Now we talk about that all the time, and this is not a Christmas show. But what I want you to think about is the whole idea of Christmas. What could be more relational than Christmas? Jesus. I mean, a baby is born, a family is made, and in a very strange way, in both situations, the baby being born and the family being made are overshadowed with controversy. And what we see in this birth and the family that occurs as a, as a result is the single most important event which has ever happened in the history of our world. This being the birth and the life of one man and his relationships to humans. See, God showed his creation the single most important thing to him, something more important than justice, truth, etc. It was his relationship to his creation. So what this means is that we have this first foundational truth, and that is that relationships are unavoidable. Now, relationships can be positive or negative, but it's up to us to determine whether or not to put the effort into creating a positive relationship dynamic within a given individual. See, unhealthy and unsuccessful relationships, those can be avoided, but not without some effort on our part. I can only do my side of any relationship. I can't do both sides. And people who seem to be allowing us to do their part of the relationship also can fool us. But in reality, we are still limited to only our part. So what you find when relationships aren't working well, when we are hurt, we tend to want to shut down and to be done with relationships altogether. But since we know that relationships are unavoidable, what we are really saying is that we wish to avoid intimacy within them. You see, when I say that relationships are unavoidable. I want you to think about this is a basic human condition, that humans are relational. We, we have relationships with, with a myriad of things. We have a relationship with our pets. We have relationships with our cars, with other inanimate objects, with the per person at Circle K. What we don't always have is intimacy. What we don't always have is a positive relational experience. So what we want to think about is there's this difference between relating and intimacy, and we're going to talk a lot about that today, because that's the second foundational truth, is that there is this basic human need to know someone and to be known by someone. That's intimacy. It's to be known and to know someone. Now, there are levels of intimacy, of course, and what we find is the deepest hurts happen when someone who we thought knew us turns out to be someone that hasn't known us at all or appears to not have known us at all. And so when we're, when we're struggling with that intimacy issue, we're having to deal with and manage the fact that someone maybe, not, maybe doesn't want to know me, and, and I may have to deal with some rejection. 
I may have to deal with the fact that somebody may say no. And so many of these reasons that we avoid intimacy is the fear of being known, the fear of maybe relating in that manner, in that deep manner. So I want you to join me as we, as we do this whole journey on the idea of relationships. So be sure to tune in in a couple of minutes. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Quinonia. comfortable are you with your plans for retirement? With government shutdowns, international conflicts, and no budget in place for government spending, what does it mean for you? Don't be caught up in what you can't control, only what you can. Hi, I'm John Dombrowski, and for over 25 years, I've been helping folks plan for a successful retirement. If you're like most, you've worked hard for what you have, don't let your retirement be held hostage by doing nothing. Be proactive and learn how to position your retirement assets to avoid the pitfalls of the current economic conditions. Create multiple sources of income, maximize your Social Security benefits, and build a retirement plan you're confident will accomplish your income needs. Call for your complimentary retirement assessment at 480-991-1055, 480-991-1055, or visit the web at grandcanyonplanning.com. You may be surprised just how easy it can be. I'm John Dombrowski, and remember, don't run out of money before you run out of time. We hear ads all the time from owners or salespeople who try to convince us that their company is the best. But wouldn't a testimony from a customer be the most convincing, especially if it was someone you knew? Mike Aaliyah here again from Benefit Air to let you hear from our client and friend whom you do know, Mr. Tom Brown. Thanks, Mike. For the last several years, I've been the chief engineer here at the radio station, and Benefit Air has been the one that I turn to for all the station's AC needs. Our transmitters put out a lot of heat, and we have to run our units all day, every day, year-round. Benefit has kept our units well-serviced and running great. On one occasion last year, our units were vandalized at 3 in the morning. Now remember, I need cooling all day, every day, or I cannot run the transmitter. Benefit found replacement units, installed them, and had us up and cooling by that afternoon. Crisis averted. Do I recommend Benefit Air? You bet I do. All day, every day, all year round. Thank you, Tom. Call us today at 602-840-9229 or go to BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Jesus wants to take us out of darkness into the light. But first, he has some personal questions to ask. This week on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg describes several encounters where Jesus' healing was preceded by thoughtful questions. Listen all this week to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. The new Pray With Me prayer app is connecting thousands of Christians around the world in experiencing the power of prayer. Connect your Facebook friends and mobile contacts to share requests. See a map of those praying around the world. Set reminders to pray throughout the day and join prayer groups. Visit PrayWithMe.com to join this worldwide yet personal 24-7 Christian prayer community. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. 
Well, welcome to Quinonia on Faith's Talk, 1360 KPXQ. And I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm filling in for Tom Brown today. So I'm so glad that you're joining me, and I do want to encourage you uh, to listen to the show that I do here on this very station, Sunday afternoons at 4 o'clock, and it is called Cynthia Conversations with Cynthia. So please join me on my show. You can also visit my Facebook page, which is CynthiaHyatt.com, and I'm going to spell that for you. Actually, it's sounds and spelled the way it sounds. So it's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And all the podcasts of the shows that I do are on that website. So I do a lot of these relationship shows, and I am a psychotherapist here in the Valley, and I've been in practice for 23 years. And so I love being on this show, and I'm so appreciative that Tom lets me fill in for him sometimes. And we are talking about relationship today. And if you're just joining, we were talking in the first segment about this idea that relationships are unavoidable. Now, we all like to think that we can avoid relationships, but it's kind of like breathing. You really can't avoid breathing very well without starting it again. So we do the same thing with relationships. We say, I'm never doing them again. I'm done. I've had it with relationships, only to find ourselves right back in them all over again. Our hearts are very resilient, and our hearts want to continue to try so what you want to think about is relationship is unavoidable. This is, this is a fa- foundational element in the way that God has created us, is that we are relational creatures. What we can avoid is intimacy. But what I want you to understand is that trying to avoid intimacy is also like trying to avoid breathing and water. This is a basic human need. And, and what really is intimacy? Well, intimacy is being known by someone and knowing someone. And so we can have different levels of intimacy about how much I know my best friend, how much I know my family, how much they know me. But the most powerful effects on on our being happen when we are known, when we are seen by someone. And so what happens is we get very, very worried, very scared, very have a lot of trepidation about actually letting someone know us. So what we want to realize is that although relationships are unavoidable, intimacy is. And it really, truly is to our detriment. And so what we have, what Webster's Dictionary defines relate as is it's connecting. It's connecting a thought or a meaning. It's to have a connection or relation. So we can have a connection or a relation to our family. That doesn't necessarily mean that we have intimacy. So what you want to think about is intimacy is defined as the most private or personal, very close or familiar, deep and thorough. These are vastly different experiences. To just relate to somebody like the person at um, Starbucks, I can relate to them as they are getting frustrated about trying to get my order correct. That doesn't necessarily mean that we have intimacy. And so the most meaningful and healing relationships must have intimacy. So we can have many relationships on a multitude of levels with no intimacy. And in my practice, I'm, I'm consistently working on dispelling the myths that people create for themselves, saying that they're done with relationships and they're not going to do them in the future. See, the choice is not whether or not to have relationship. The choice is whether or not to have positive, intimate relationships with others. And if we don't put the work into and take the risk developing positive, intimate relationships, then we are just left with negative relationships that are void of intimacy. See, 
I have to ask myself, will I choose to relate positively with intimacy or will I attempt to avoid relating, avoid intimacy only to get negative relationships that are void of all intimacy? See, the avoidance of relationship, it ends up hurting far more than putting the work into positive relationships because relationship avoidance is at best a feeble attempt at self-protection. So it isn't that I don't understand completely why you would want to protect yourself. I've several times in my life have wanted to protect myself from other humans. But what we find is that we become more fragile as people. The more that we avoid relationship, the more we avoid being known, we become more fragile, which makes us more easily hurt. So we want to think about this foundational truth that relationships are unavoidable. That how, but however, unhealthy relationships and successful relationships, those unsuccessful, unhealthy ones, those can be avoided and should be avoided, although they may take us some work. So I like to use this, this verse in Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 10. And it says, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. And you want to remember that Adam was perfect when God stated this. As, as was his relationship with God. There was no sin, and God still said it's not good for man to be alone. So it's easy to understand why it's so painful when our relationships are unsuccessful. Now, I do like to say tongue-in-cheek that God didn't say, you know, it's not good for women to be alone. He didn't say that about us because he kind of knew we wouldn't be alone. He did know that men may struggle more with being alone. Now, what's common to both genders, though, is actually being known. So women can surround themselves with a lot of people, have a lot of verbal um, intercourse with people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the intimacy that they're needing as well. So what we see is that we're created as these relational beings with this instinctual longing, very natural and necessary for emotional health. So when God introduced Adam to his first relationship, this is outside of himself, everything was perfect. So we can conclude from that that having a successful relationship with yourself and God is imperative for healthy relationship outside of God and outside of myself. So this is where healthy relationships begin, is with myself and my relationship with God. So how I relate to me and how I relate to God. So again, remember that relating is simply understanding of knowledge, results in a connection that's positive or negative, and relating can be with or without agreement. Or relational, we know that that's, that's kind of connection by blood or marriage. That's a relative. That's, that's having connection between different people, like, like I'm in relationship with the people at work because we work for the same company. Or I'm in relationship with my neighbors because we live next door to one another, even though we may share absolutely no intimacy whatsoever. So you want to think about the differences, this whole issue of intimacy. Intimacy is knowing and being known. So this is why it becomes complicated in, in adult relationships, because what we would all prefer is the easy route to intimacy, and that's the relating issue, that we're so similar. Oh, my gosh, they like me. They think like me. They dress like me. They act like me. They talk like me. They enjoy everything I do. We all have the same opinions. So we relate really well to that person. But what you want to think about with adults, it gets far more complex when it comes to intimacy and intimacy needs. Because the older we get, the more well-defined we become 
the more we understand how unique we are. So little children, the way that they feel close is by being the same. So you see little kids, they want to dress like us, talk like us, walk like daddy, act like mommy. And when they kind of begin to grow up and they become teenagers, they start to do that with their peers. So they act exactly like their peers. They talk like their peers. They think like their peers. So that by the time we get into our 20s, 30s, that's when we want to become more like myself. So I may relate to other people in some similar manner, which makes intimacy you know, easier in some ways. But I still am different. So the whole idea of adult intimacy has everything to do with being known and knowing someone. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're the same. It means that I know you very well and you know me very well, that you know history about me, that you know mistakes I've made, you know successes I've made, you know my vulnerabilities, you know the things that bug me, you know the things that really, really excite me, that get me really happy and really um, energized and hopeful. You know the things that really hurt me. And that's what intimacy is, and that takes time. So what you want to understand is that the way to do that is I have to learn to, re- to relate to myself. And what you'll understand is that as we grow, we learn to relate from our parents, and, and we learn how to relate to others through the way that our parents relate to each other and to us. That, that becomes what we call an emotional language. And so I want you to think about, and this is maybe dating myself, but I want you to think about the I Love Lucy show. And in the I Love Lucy show, you see Ricky Ricardo, that his second language is English and his first language is Spanish. So when he gets really stressed out, he starts to speak in Spanish. And Lucy says to him, I have no idea what you're saying. She, she doesn't understand him at all. Well, this is what happens if we're not aware of our family of origin issues. So I may learn a second emotional or relational language as I grow up, but if I'm not aware of it, when I get stressed out in relationships, I start talking in my original language, which is what I was raised with. And so many times you'll be in relationship with someone and you're thinking you're really close and understand each other really well, and all of a sudden they start acting in ways or saying things or projecting things onto you or taking things personally, and you kind of are completely... Uh, flummoxed. You're like, I have no idea what's wrong with you. I have no idea what you're talking about. So what we want to think about is the healthier that I am is directly related to how well I know myself and how well I relate to myself. You see, as we're growing up, we either learn to relate in healthy ways or unhealthy ways, in successful ways or unsuccessful ways. So I want you to listen to this um, definition of intimacy. It says, intimacy is the joyful union that comes when two people learn together how to give love and accept love. This means I need to know myself. I need to know what causes me to feel loved. And I need to learn what causes the other to feel loved. So if you're familiar with the book on the five love languages, it gives us an idea that there are many different ways to feel love. So when I'm truly having intimacy with someone, I'm understanding what they need in order to feel loved. And so I need to look at what would dysfunctional love be then? Well, that is love out of balance. It's loving the other too much while loving the self too little. It's loving the other too much and loving the self too little. Because you want to think about this whole idea of relating to God and relating to myself. What is the first 
most one of the most important laws that Jesus gave us, and that was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all that is within you, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And so God is commanding us to love ourselves the way we would love another. And if we're not loving others well, we better turn around the way we're loving ourselves. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Quinonia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about understanding relationships and why God wants us in relationships. 